Hi, this is Dan. Uh, this podcast episode was recorded in July of 2023, uh, and at the time, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA were on strike due to a variety of unfair practices within the industry. Uh, this uh, su- subsequently led to uh, uh, SAG-AFTRA asking podcasters, particularly podcasters within the acting industry, to uh, refrain discussing struck work. Uh, and while neither of us are actors in any official capacity, we felt uh, as leftists that we should uh, put the uh, podcast on hold in solidarity. Uh, it is November of 2023, and since then, uh, very recently, the uh, strike ended uh, for both guilds. Uh, and uh, with that uh, concern out of the way, uh, we felt we could uh, safely uh, finish uh, editing and uploading this episode on Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. <laughs> action-adventure film starring Angelina Jolie and John Boyd. In it, our hero, uh, Lara Croft, must uh, travel the world fighting the Illuminati and recovering ancient artifacts. And she kicks some major... Her front-loaded anvils kick some major you-know-what. Uh, <laughs> we have a challenge to Universal. In the next Tomb Raider film, create a storyline in which Lara gets breast cancer. Imagine the drama of a vulnerable Lara Croft still persisting on her worldly adventures despite her illness. It needs fleshing out, pun not very much intended, but we guarantee the gaming world would be shocked, stunned, and moved by the effort to make Lara Croft's character more meaningful. Welcome to Video Games the Movie the Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Maxie. That video is so much weirder now that Angelina Jolie has had a mastectomy in real life. Oh wow, I didn't know. Oh yeah, she had a she had a battle with breast cancer a few years back, is my huh. understanding. Well, uh... so between that and the Tomb Raider reboot, it was like kind of like saw the future, you know. Mm-hmm. I he he also saw the future of Final Fantasy eventually getting voice acting. Uh, and he even saw the future of Metal Gear Solid, uh, with, like, I remember when that video, when the Retsupray video came out, people were pointing out that game, it was great. Ugh, I, I, I guess I hope George Wood enjoyed this movie. Uh. I do too. And I, I think he would have had a good time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so before we go, get into it, uh. Uh, what games have you been playing since uh, last time? I've been playing a few different things, you know, some because of Next Fest. Uh, one is uh, The Life and Suffering of Sobrante, which I've been wanting to get to for a while. Uh, it's, um, I don't know if I'd call it a visual novel as such. You know, it's one of the it's one of those choices matter games. You know, where you're trying to mm-hmm. get, you're trying to manage your bars through storyline events uh, set in kind of an amalgam of pre-revolutionary France and the Holy Roman Empire. Had a great time with that. Cool. Uh, recently, I played through Udongen X, which is uh, Mega Man, but with Tohos, and it has my favorite Toho characters in it, mm. so 
obviously I'm happy with that. Uh, also, you heard of Library of Ruina? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen you posting a lot about that. That game is like... That game has grabbed me in a way most haven't. So, so like, Project Moon is this whole series that's done by this Korean company. Um, not just of video games, though those are the main thing. There's also, like, a shit ton of supplemental material, only some of which has been translated into English. Anyway, they recently came out with the Gotcha Limbus Company. I've been enjoying that. Um, this is not an endorsement of Gotcha as a uh, medium or industry, I just I just like it when women are fucked up, uh, and there's a lot of fucked up women in that game, mm-hmm. so it makes me very happy. Yeah. Uh, so that. after some time with that, I'm like, you know, I should I should play Library of Ruina, a uh, previous game they released. Uh, that it's it is a game with a very big difficulty spike oh. <laughs> uh, that you have to sort of learn to manage. But I'm having a blast with it. It's, it's like. It is a deck builder that really makes you, like, figure out what you're doing with your guys. Uh, there's there's not, like, a roguelite element. It's just, like, you get more and more cards. And some of them will be strictly better, but others will be like, oh, this is for a specific build. There's so many fucking different status effects, and you can have a deck to take advantage of any given status effect, and it's a whole thing. And you have, like... 12 different teams that you can build out differently and they get different powers as you defeat abnormalities. Abnormalities are something from uh, the first game in the series, Lobotomy Corporation. I played that a long time ago and bounced off it entirely. That one's based off like SCP Foundation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going insane. Like this is, this is giving me brain worms that not since Undertale in 2015 oh. has uh, has Maxi been so afflicted. Um, now that's a, that's a hell of an endorsement, I gotta say. Very, very much so. So, uh, having a great time with Library of Ruina. Highly recommend it, especially if you're into, like, sci-fi horror or uh, dystopian narratives. Um, and... That's mostly it. Today I finally picked up Dave the Diver, which I saw uh, Germa play a while back, and I'm having fun with that. Yeah, I saw some stuff about that. It looks really neat. Uh, it it is a game with systems in it. I'm I'm not that far in, but I can already tell this is a game with several different systems in it, and I think that's what I really need because Library of Ruina it's great, but it's pretty much just the one really in depth system. And I think going from that to Dave the Diver, which is like it's just giving you several different systems to toy with. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's it's what my brain needs. What about you? Uh, so, uh, after, uh, finally catching up on the, uh, the MSQ of Final Fantasy XIV and putting over a thousand hours into it over the course of, uh, about a year and a half, uh, I desperately needed to play a game that wasn't Final Fantasy XIV. So, Understandable. Uh, so, uh, I, t- I decided to, uh, I was feeling in a bit of a shootery mood. So I, uh, played a couple, uh, first-person shooters. Uh, I played a bit of Quake. Good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got around to picking back up on and finishing Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, it's... And was it worth it? it I, I mean, honestly, it, it, it is very interesting. I, I, there is something viscerally entertaining about, uh, giving a guy and... He, and hearing uh, uh, Duke Nukem say, what a mess. 
Uh, uh, He's like Beavis and Butthead, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I I haven't played, uh, I will admit I haven't played, uh, the, uh, the fourth, uh, the fourth, uh, uh, chapter? Yeah. Uh, the fourth, whatever. Fourth episode. Which I do know has a Beavis and Butthead reference in it. Uh. Oh. Be still my heart. Yeah, it, the level is called Duke Burger, and, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a fast food restaurant that you shrink down in and have an adventure. And, uh, when you, like, go up to, like, the drive-thru window, uh, and press the activate button, you hear, like, Butthead say, we're closed. Uh. Huh. Uh, the, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I had a decent enough time with Duke Nukem. Uh, also, one was saying, I, I am brained poisoned by the classic Twitter account quotes of Duke. Uh, oh, I was, I was thinking about that just the other day. I love the DMV one. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just constantly, like, thinking about, uh, the, those, uh, incredible lines. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, Aside from that, I also played, uh, two, uh, more recent, more recent, but, uh, throwback intended titles, uh, uh, Warhammer, uh, 40,000 Bolt Gun and Slayer's X. Uh, uh, let me make sure I have the full title of Slayer's X because it's a doozy. Uh, Slayer's X, Terminal Aftermaths, Vengeance of the Slayer. Uh, mm, it is. Yes. Uh, I'll start with Slayer's X. Uh, Slayer's X is a, it is a guiding game for Hypnospace Outlaw. It is a game within the universe made by the character Zane Lofton, aka Zane Rocks 14. Uh, he finally got around to, uh, finishing up this, uh, this, uh, this game that he started working on as a teenager. And he's now Zane Rocks 37. Uh, and it's, it is. I love the, He just updates his <laughs> username as he gets older. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just, uh, I think he even like, he is behind like a year in his username. Uh, it's great. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, it's this very, it is like a pastiche of build engine type games, like, uh, the aforementioned Duke Nukem and Redneck Rampage, uh, while also just, uh, trying to, it's basically, uh, someone who is really into edgy stuff, but is absolutely toothless about it in the funniest ways possible. Like, uh, he never makes a real swear. Uh, he, uh, he spells things weird. He spells turned with an E. Uh, uh, there's this, uh, recurring thing. There is a flip off button, but, uh, he uses the wrong finger. He uses the ring finger. Uh, <laughs> I uh, mean, to be fair, maybe that's how it works in Hypnospace lore. It world. could be Hypnospace lore. I think it might be. Uh, 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 like, all of the levels are, like, modeled after, like, places in his hometown of Boise, Idaho. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. Uh, there, uh, it's really funny. It's, it, it's all, it's got that hypnospace charm where like, you know, uh, like, like, uh, you know, people are weird, but they're still like people. It's fun. Uh, uh, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, also, uh, bolt gun, uh, less like boomer shootery outside of aesthetics, but really fun. Uh, uh, 
probably the best uh, 40k game uh, on the market currently. But, uh, uh, very fun aesthetics. I really love that the sprites in that game are like clearly modeled after uh, 40k minis. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the the gods in that one all feel really good. Uh, oh yeah, it's. Uh, Bolt Gun also a pretty good game. I think I like Slayer's X slightly more. Bolt Gun is more fun to play, but Slayer's X has more charm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's everything. That's everything big. Uh, uh, also uh, toyed around with a couple other games, but uh, uh, mostly just dabbling. Uh, right. Uh, so. Uh, let us get into uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the most 2001 movie ever ever made. Uh, yeah, no, that that seems like an accurate uh, an accurate assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, most 2001 parentheses pre 9 11. It is so uh, we open with uh, a with uh, Lara Croft. Uh, she's in this tomb, uh, and she sees, like, this weird artifact that looks like a weird sort of card. Uh, but she suddenly gets attacked by, uh, an incredibly CGI robot. It looks uh, like a fucking droideka. Yeah, this is a dro- <laughs> This is, yeah, it's very Star Wars. It's, like, moving around on its limbs. Uh, it, it uh, it, like, it's kind of spider-like, but it also will just, like... Any limb can do anything, essentially. There's no, like, forelimb or backlimb. Uh, yeah, it, and it, it like, likes to switch between bipedal and quadrupedal. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, really good scene to start off with. Mm-hmm. Just, like, no bullshit. Just uh, have her in a tomb and then get in a fight. Yeah. And the fight is cool. Yeah. Uh, like, it... Really, you know what stood out to me about this scene? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but, like... Go ahead. Very, very strong, strong sense of place and direction. They're always moving somewhere, and there is always intent to that, and it feels like they're in a space. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like a lot of the uh, action scenes I've complained about on this uh, show is when they're just kind of like fighting, and it doesn't matter where they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the it's it's some fun uh, action for sure. Uh, uh, the uh, 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 eventually, uh, she's able to, like, get the upper hand, and, uh, we find out that, uh, this robot, uh, which she has, uh, trashed, uh, is a, uh, sort of a test robot, uh, for training exercises. As, uh, we meet, uh, her, her two, uh, main servants, uh, Bryce, the computer man, and, uh, Hillary, the butler. Uh, Wait, is his name Hillary? I thought it was Henry. It's Hillary. Uh, Damn. Uh, played by... I always forget that that's a unisex name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's played by... Yeah, Chris... who's playing him? Uh, Sorry. Uh, one of our uh, listeners mentioned that uh, Hillary is played by Chris Barry, uh, who uh, famously uh, starred in uh, uh, Red Dwarf as uh, the character... Uh, uh, I Let's see... Uh, what character did he play as? Uh, I think he was the hologram one, yeah, right? Because he has like Arnold Rimmer. Uh, Arnold Rimmer. The the face. Mm-hmm. It it did ring a bell. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, so yeah, she she like is able to like uh, she like we we see her just sort of like walking around, uh, being cool. Uh, she bathes. We 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 because it's Tomb Raider and it's Angelina Jolie. So like you gotta you gotta have that PG PG thirteen titty. Yeah, there is a there. I didn't notice it at first, but as it went on, I there is some real uh, titty moments throughout this. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm resigned to it because yeah. like what did I expect? Uh huh. Um. Anyway, fuck that. Fuck Lara Croft. We're in Venice now. Yeah. Uh, a mysterious okay. council of uh, men in suits uh, approach uh, or have uh, two guys meet with them. Uh, they are uh, Manfred Powell and Alex West. Uh, Alex West is played by Daniel Craig. This is a pre-Bond mm-hmm. Craig. Uh, uh, and we learn sort of like the their goal, which is uh, the... Uh, they're, the planets are going to come into alignment, and that's going to allow them to uh, take advantage of this mysterious artifact. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I uh, I was mistaken. Uh, 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 Daniel. Oh, Craig it's, it's not show. Daniel Craig yet. No, 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 no. no it's Mister Pib. Yeah, this is Mister Pim. Uh, like the like the beverage, as they say, uh, Mister Pim. He 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 says later, like the beverage, and he's referring to a British liqueur called Pims. Oh, but that's right. Since he said, since he said, Mister Pims, I had to go back and be like, "Did he just say his name is Mister Pib?" Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do still think of him as Mister Pib, and I will always think of him in, as Mister Pib. In my heart, he is Mister Pib. Uh, that, that's him. Uh, uh, so yeah, the, there is a planetary alignment that happens once every five thousand years, and it's coming up, and they're only going to have one opportunity to retrieve the two halves of the triangle. Um, Powell's like, yeah, I can take care of that within a week. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, whoa, there's the Eye of Providence! Oh, they're she... the Illuminati! Oh, well, remember when the Illuminati was like, anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just the stupidest cliche ever? I mean, I'm sure it was uh-huh. even then, but it... it like it used to be easier to take seriously and then it got really played out really fast uh-huh. even ignoring like the troubling roots of 95% of all conspiracy theories mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think yeah at this point like Deus Ex came out a year earlier this is uh, like the X-Files was I, this is peak I, Illuminati yeah this is peak uh, Illuminati era uh 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 we then find out that Laura Croft also knows the planets are coming into alignment and uh, uh, she also has to go on like an adventure uh, yeah I, I, I will say I do like the part when uh, Hillary is just like giving her missions that people want her for and she's like I don't want to go back to fucking Egypt I'm always in Egypt and he's like <laughs> oh, I know the sand gets everywhere which is amazing amazing line for something that came out a year before Attack of the Clowns uh huh uh-huh. Uh, clones. She, I don't know why I said it like clowns. She's tired. She's tired of doing uh, de dust. She wants to do two for it. Uh, uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, uh, we learn that uh, her dad, Lord Richard Croft, uh, uh, disappeared mysteriously in uh, May fifteenth, nineteen eighty-five, uh, and uh, uh, she's just like mourning her, mourning him. She calls him daddy. Uh, because he died when 
she was a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, we sort of like learn that she's trying to figure out what what the what the hell is going on with this planetary alignment stuff because this is like the last stuff he ever talked about before he died. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, her mom's dead. Just getting that out of the her way. Mo- her mom's dead. Her dad's dead. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she has a she has a dream about it about her dead dad and her dead mother. Uh, and then she wakes up with a start. Uh, she goes out into her mansion and she happens upon a small little chamber secreted away beneath the staircase, where there's a mysterious crate that contains a mysterious clock mm-hmm. uh, that just suddenly started ticking. Uh, uh, and, uh, she and, uh, her, her guy, uh, investigate it. Uh, it seems to be, like, counting down. Uh, he tries to, like, carefully, uh, disassemble the clock to figure out what the fuck's going on. And then she smashes it with a hammer until she finds a a cool, a cool circle, a cool disc. It's, Uh, it's a waste of a perfectly good clock. He was already mm -hmm. almost done. Yeah. Well, she's incredibly wealthy. This is this is that's a true. Pocket she can just starter. buy a new clock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, they get it like a hidden mechanism inside the clock uh, mm. with the all-seeing eye on it. Woo! Oh. Um. Oh, and then it's motorcycle time. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. She <laughs> drives very unsafely through the uh across like uh the bridges of London. Uh, she goes to an auction hall where uh she uh. Bids on and loses, I think. Uh, yeah, no. an auction. It's an unrelated clock because she went to a clock-themed auction house to talk to a clock expert. She's just here. Uh, she needs to find a clock guy, and where else would you find one? Uh, you know, she's got a couple minutes to kill first. Why not bid on a different unrelated clock? She's not gonna look it. She's not even gonna buy it. She's just gonna make. She's just gonna ante up for the next person. Uh, mm. uh, uh, she, uh, she meets, uh, Powell, uh, played by Daniel Craig, as I mentioned earlier. No, Alex, Alex West. Oh, Powell's Alex the other West. guy. Sorry. You're right. Uh, but yeah. He, he just looks and acts like a shitty clone of Indiana Jones in this. He, he kinda is, is, yeah. I mean, I don't have extensive knowledge of the games, but that does seem pretty accurate to his whole deal, from yeah. what I understand. I'm not really familiar with the games myself, but uh, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, uh, she she meets up with the clock guy to look at this. Uh, uh, apparently it's running backwards. Uh, uh, it's got the all-seeing eye on it. Uh, she, she talks... He starts talking about her dad, who he has apparently known this whole time. Uh... uh uh, we just and, get a shit ton of exposition, both in this scene in particular and the movie in general. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 go on and on about uh, the triangle of light. There was some ancient civilization that made it, and it could control time, but the power was too great, and it led to the downfall of the civilization. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fucking every uh, artifact too powerful for mankind in one of these movies. Yeah. They're all the fucking same thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Mr. Wilson, the clock guy, is like, oh, I can't help you besides that. So she's like, oh, I'm going to fuck off on my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, 
Later that evening, he calls her and he's like, Actually, I thought of something. I know a guy named Manfred Powell. He's the villain of the movie. I gave him your number. You should set up a meeting with him. He can probably help. And then, the way this conversation ends is so fucking crazy. Because, like, they get that exposition out of the way. Then there's, like, this squishy explosion sound as some food Lara was heating up in the microwave, like, gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it seems like what they're trying to do is make us think for a second that Wilson got murked, but like the scene isn't framed like that at all, and it's clearly. I just thought it's it, like I, I didn't know. I just thought it was like a joke for some reason. I don't get it. I, I, it's just an oddly placed joke. If that's not what they were going for, uh-huh. I, I guess it is, it establishes that Lara Croft eats microwave meals and doesn't know how to operate a microwave she's rich just get a chef (laughs) yeah listen she she's a big fan of uh of a of a frozen lasagna and who isn't uh 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 the next day she uh goes to meet with powell uh, and runs into mr pims mr pibb she's just uh, driving a sedan this time She's not on her cool motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, she sh- yeah, she should have been. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, we find that Mr. Powell lives lavishly, and that's just a recurring thing throughout this movie. Like, if she, if, like, anyone, like, is, like, contacting him, or he shows up in a scene, he is, like, getting pampered, or massaged, or, uh, uh or he's <laughs> yes. just chilling. He has this room just full of artifacts, which are very obviously tomb raided. Uh huh. And when Laura's like, "What does Mister Powell do?" Mister Pib is like, "Uh, he's a lawyer." Mm-hmm. Uh, very goofy. Yeah. Uh, she uh, uh, she has him check out the uh, all-seeing eye. Uh, we get mm. some more of like some more some more clock lore. Uh. Uh, and, uh, then, like, he's like, well, this is a cool clock, but I have no idea what this is. My ignorance amuses me. Uh, and she go cut to her back home, uh, and, uh, and Bryce, uh, Bryce is, like, is like, that's, the- <laughs> that's so pretentious. My ignorance amuses me. He hates him. He hates him so much. Bryce is my new favorite. He's great. Uh, 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 so Lara is, like, prepping for sort of the next, uh, leg of her adventure, uh, and she just starts, like, doing acrobatics in her pajamas, it's, uh, This obvious. is such an insane setup for a scene. Yeah, it's, She has, like, two bungee cords in her main hall? Yeah. It, it I assume she just always has these at all times. This is just her nightly re- before bed routine. You gotta find some way to fall asleep. Uh, See, to me, it feels like they want to lean in the angle of her being like a wealthy eccentric, mm-hmm. but they didn't go all in on it. So it's just yeah. like, why the fuck is she doing this? Yeah, I, I guess it's also I I could see that it's like sort of like noting you do a lot of platforming in these games. Uh, that's so, so she's true. Like acrobatic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there are. There are, uh, mercenaries outside her home. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And they, they, they lock Bryce in his little RV that he lives in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they bust into the mansion. And this fight scene sucks so bad. Uh-huh. She's like... Angelina Jolie is still on her, like, little bungee cords. And a special ops team, fully armed, storms in. And she just starts, like, kicking them. She's just bouncing around, kicking them. But they're not even cool kicks or punches. So it's just, like, silly. It's like, why why don't they shoot her? Uh... Very odd. Very odd for me. Yeah. Uh, she... Uh, also of note, or at this point I noted something to myself, which is, this, this movie really feels like a video game, but not like a video game that exists at this time. Uh, this feels like, uh, this part in particular really makes me think of like, uh, a late 2000s to early 2010s, uh, uh, action adventure title, a Nathan Drake, uh, oh, I can absolutely, uh, I can absolutely see Uncharted in yeah. this. Like, this is like the part where, uh, uh, your hub area where you, like, do your missions suddenly gets invaded by enemies and you gotta fight them off. Yeah, w- one out of four waves defeated. Mm-hmm. I always hate that shit. I fucking hate fighting waves of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, IMO, if, uh, if you're fighting waves of guys, it should just be a dedicated wave fighting game. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, also during this, uh, uh, Bryce, like, tries to, uh, turn the robot back on, but it's, it's just been sitting there since the start of the movie completely trashed, and, uh, it can't even get up. There's, like, a little, mm-hmm. uh, failure screen that has Space Invaders aliens on it. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, uh, Lara Croft, uh, is able to, uh, uh, run off and hide. Uh, and Why is she hiding? She just beat up two dozen armed men. <laughs> You're right. She just beat more up. <laughs> if only it were. That's if only. Just uh, meanwhile, Henry's just like, well, I got a shotgun. I'm gonna go blasting. Yeah. Sorry, Hillary. Excuse yeah, me. Hillary's just. He, he he's just get, he's playing a different game. He's playing a different game. He's playing fucking uh, uh, Doom. Uh, or possibly Cruelty Squad. Uh, so yeah, Lara ends up in her garage yeah. somehow? Uh, through a dumbwaiter. I don't what know why there's a dumbwaiter, dumbwaiter in her garage. garage. So yeah, she goes through the dumbwaiter and gets to the garage. She, she like, builds a harpoon out of power tools and a screwdriver, I think? I think they're screwdrivers. They're shaped really weirdly. Like, I, it doesn't look yeah, like you could screw anything with those. It's like this compressed air gun, and she puts in a screwdriver blade first, and the air shoots out, and the <laughs> screwdriver becomes a blunt force projectile. It's very... I know I keep saying odd. There's a lot of odd things about this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not even bad, just like, I don't know what their thought process was here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she does that. She does the harpoon made of power tools. Uh, then she, like... Starts running, she slides on one of those, like, little wheel plate things that people use to slide under cars they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, then she grabs an SMG from one of the mercs, uh, gets on her motorcycle, ramps off her own car. 
and blows up her own garage before doing a stoppy and whipping her bike around to punch a dude in the face with its back wheel. Great stuff. Uh, it's really good. This part specifically is very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, at some point, they manage to like make off with uh, the little uh, the little eye thing, uh, and uh, uh, they all they all leave. Uh, they've they've accomplished their mission, uh, uh, and uh, they they bring it over to uh, Powell. Uh, uh, he's he's fucking uh, meditating. Uh, next morning, UPS shows up uh, with a mysterious letter, and the guy just sees this absolutely trashed mansion, uh, and he's kind of terrified. Yeah, uh, and it, Laura's just like, I woke up in the morning and I just hated everything. Mm-hmm. Which is a good line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she has her guys cleaning up for her. Uh, and she gets a mysterious letter from lawyers who uh, uh, apparently had to deliver this uh, letter to her on this specific day according to the will of her father. Uh uh, and in it is a puzzle, uh, to, to the world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Uh, uh, so now she's got to do the investigation portion of the game as she searches her house for, uh, possible clues. Uh, yeah, she recognizes the little... Uh, quatrain or whatever as a William Blake quote so she finds a Blake anthology and on the back cover there's a Illuminati eye whoa mm. uh, she pulls out a knife that she just has on her to uh, to uh, cut this thing open uh, to get another secret message uh, telling her to you know go to such and such locations to collect the pieces and save the world uh uh, I miss you. Uh, I'll always be proud of you. Love, Daddy. Uh, uh, more lore, uh, 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 about, uh, this thing that travels through time. You, you get the gist. Yeah, there's a meteor. They got iron from the meteor. There's a planetary yeah. alignment, a forgotten city, blah, blah, blah. Time travel bad, it'll destroy the city. Yeah. The important thing is, one half of the triangle is in Cambodia, and she has to be there during the second phase of the planetary alignment to get it. And also there's something about an ancient prophecy that I don't think ever actually becomes relevant. Yeah. The prophecy is just kind of like a non-factor. Um, so Lara's quest is now to destroy both halves of the triangle. I don't really know why, because it's like, do you think destroying one half would be enough? Yeah. Uh, I do like that, uh, uh, during this thing, like, we get to see, like, flashbacks of, uh, of him showing her as a child these, uh, important locations, so she'll remember them, like, 10 to, 15 to 20 years later. Uh, uh, and, uh, so, in order to, like, get to Cambodia, uh, she says, well, uh, Bryce is like, how are you going to get there? And she says she knows some guys, and we see, like, this fucking Band of Brothers photograph of a bunch of, like, mercenary men, like, a bunch of dads with guns, and in the middle is Lara with, 
uh, dirty face texture enabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then we just cut to her getting airlifted to her destination. There's a jeep being carried by a helicopter, uh-huh. and it's fine. It the plan worked perfectly. Uh, uh, so yeah, at at the temple that she needs to go to. Powell and Alex are already there, and they've just got a crew of local laborers who are working to tear down, like, the front of the building to open up an entrance. Um, and then Laura just goes in through the side. Yeah. Uh. Like, she doesn't need to, she doesn't need to break anything, there's just a door. uh Uh-huh. Uh, I, we see, like, Powell just sort of, like, lying on his side, like, like, slaking in this... A uh, beautiful uh, cushioned uh, couch. He's looking at uh, the thing he stole from Lara. Uh, Daniel Craig is here, uh, uh, and uh, we they uh, Lara goes in. They pull down. They destroy this like uh, boss relic or statue or whatever. Uh, and Lara sees a mysterious ghost girl. Uh. Uh. uh and uh I guess she sort of leads her to uh wherever she needs to be. Uh Yeah, she- there's like a little door with way with some flowers growing in it and then mm-hmm. when Laura picks the flowers, the floor underneath crumbles and she ends up falling into an underground chamber uh yeah. where there's like a big idol um and a bunch of weird statues and in the middle of it all uh the eye of providence like carved into the floor more or less. Mm-hmm. Um this kid is so weird. Yeah, it... There's just a ghost kid. Yeah, they never really elaborate on on her deal. She shows up later on, but, like, not... Just to sort of, like, be a weird ghost child. Uh, yeah, never never explained in the slightest. Mm-mm. Just kind of... Just straight up a deus ex machina. Yeah. Um, I'll also say, really odd choice is that... Uh, well, first of all, when the edifice at the front of the temple gets torn down, all the local laborers start cheering, and I'm like, guys, that's like a national treasure, come on. Yeah, you... Um, but also, as, like, Powell and Alex and their crew actually go into the temple, we get this weird zoom in on one of the laborers' faces, uh-huh. and I don't know why, because it doesn't convey anything. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was, like, going to try and betray them or something. No, like, he just goes home and cashes his paycheck, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, they, so they go in, uh, uh, this, I'm pretty sure this area was made into a theme park ride. I remember watching a Defunct Land video on it. Oh, yeah, no, that does track. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, the... They need to, like, you know, put the uh, Eye of Providence in the right place. Uh, uh, They're going to put it in one place, but uh, Laura sort of establishes... uh, No, it's another place. uh, Secret. This this other location. If you put it there, you'll get, like... You'll get got by a trap. Uh, uh, And, uh, like, she, like, notes, you know, time is precious. You gotta be fucking careful about this. Uh, And... Uh, he very, with very little time to spare, he tosses, uh, he CGI tosses the Eye of Providence at her. She puts it into, uh, this other slot. Uh, mm-hmm. and this big, like, 
battering ram comes down and starts swinging it's a, around. It's an Ewok trap. It's an Ewok trap. But uh, yeah. it's not quite working. Uh, so Lara has to get on it and push it herself. Uh, I, I do like this bit. I think this is fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the log has a spike at the front. Uh, there's some... I think, I think this is the first time it happens in this movie. A lot of, like, slow-mo where it doesn't make sense to have slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matrix had come out. Uh, they were uh, exploring... You, oh, my God. Yeah. That explains everything. Yeah. You know what? Knowing that this movie came out, like, a bit after The Matrix, mm-hmm. all all is... It just casts it all into yeah. clear contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the, she she makes the log go, and the spike at the front pierces the urn that the idol is holding, which uh, starts spewing a bunch of water out, and then it starts emitting a bright light and a wind, I guess. Um, and the triangle half is revealed, but also uh, a bunch of the fluid that came out starts going into the statues in the chamber, and they start coming to life as uh, uh, automaton defenders of the temple. Uh huh. Uh, and, and they're really shit. <laughs> they're really shitty, and uh, I there's something extremely funny to me about how they just like, sh- you know, the the standard like action movie trope is like the guys shoot at the the weird monsters and uh, uh, it doesn't work. Except it very much does. They they fucking crumble under these things. Uh, it's, once it's again, like somebody uh, was reading the fucking TV tropes page for Ragnarok proofing, and they're like, "Hey, it is kind of silly how this is a, this five thousand year old technology still works. What if we made a bunch of like five thousand year old stone soldiers who just sucked and crumbled?" Yeah, uh, they. <laughs> it's it's just incredibly funny how quickly these things go down. Uh... Uh, and, uh, but, uh, eventually, uh, a big one shows up, and that mm-hmm. one doesn't work. Lara, like, unloads her, uh, both of the clips of her dual pistols, and, uh, it, it doesn't do much until, like, uh, I guess something, like, swings down and gets them. Uh, I have a question. Yeah? Does it count as an action sequence if you're just slowly walking backwards while you fire your guns? Listen, any any first-person shooter uh, player knows the important thing is to get away from the enemy, and that's why you always have to hold the back key. She's fine. That's so true. Uh, uh, I, I do like how she defeats it, which is, like, the log from before is just still swinging. Like, nothing mm-hmm. stopped it, yeah. so she just gives it a kick to, uh, like, alter its axis of momentum, and it slams into the idol's chest. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Uh... uh like, this is a fucking boss battle. Uh, it really is. Uh, so, now that she killed the... Now that she beat the boss, the stage is falling apart. Uh, uh, a big uh, hurry-up symbol appear, hur- hurry up sign appears on top of the screen as the, mm-hmm. the timer counts down. And uh, she makes her escape. Uh, uh, everyone gets out of there. She's... She gets, like, chased by this weird gargoyle statue, uh, and, uh, it sort of, uh, for, I, I guess it just crumbles apart in the daylight or something? Or maybe it just crumbles, I don't know. Uh, it's very weird, but 
she has to keep running because uh, this is where the camp is. Uh, she gets like caught on the edge of a waterfall by da- by uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, she says, "I didn't kill my wife," and jumps over. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 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 Laura has the half a triangle, which she won't destroy because she wants both halves. For reasons I still do not fully understand. Because uh-huh. um, if you destroy this half, like, the issue is over. They're, mm. What are they going to do with it? <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. All they have is a fucking clock. That's true. Uh-huh. So, yeah, she. we cut to, uh, like, this Cambodian fishing village. Lara has a boat, and she's just paddling along. Mm-hmm. This scene feels like... I mean, the whole movie is kind of Orientalist, but, it's like, this scene Orientalist. in particular... The way the village is presented, it feels kind of quietly Orientalist. Yeah. But just in terms of, like, the scene's purpose and how it's shot, I think it's great. I think yeah. this is a good place for a cool-down scene. I think more action would just feel a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the shots are very nice. Yeah. So it's a really good song here. This movie mm-hmm. has an okay soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, um. So, yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, she... Uh... She she meets with uh, this monk uh, to like uh, find a way to get like a call to uh, to call a uh, Powell, uh, uh, and uh, we do see him just getting this weird this weird back massage where like the person's like walking on his back. Uh, yeah, he's confirmed foot pervert. Yeah, this is he's engaging in pervert shit. Uh, uh, and uh uh they they're like hey uh we 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 should uh meet again uh uh you we can uh come to venice uh and uh hey hangs up we see bryce he's he's got a a fucking claymation uh thing going on one monitor when uh laura calls him uh i am very curious if this was like if this is like some famous uh, claymation thing, or if it's just something they made for the movie, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's well, very cool. Uh, anyway, the only thing I remember from this scene besides Bryce watching uh, old stop motion cartoons is uh, that Laura says she's level pegging with Mister Powell. She sure does. Uh, good for her, I guess. Uh, and now she's just hanging out with a Buddhist priest. Yeah, she she just hangs out. Uh, she. Uh, posts about it on her Instagram. Uh, great stuff. Uh, He's like, I-, I knew your father. It doesn't matter why, and it's not going to come up again. But I did. Yeah. Have some tea. It'll heal you, I guess. Yeah, she got a healing potion. Uh, this, scene, this scene serves no purpose. Uh-huh. Like, I-, I feel like that's a criticism that is sometimes unfairly levied at scenes. But, like, doesn't advance the plot. Doesn't tell us anything about anyone's character. It's not funny. It's not dramatic. It's not especially like spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, I guess she's she's drinking tea with this guy. Yeah, like he he just sort of says, uh, "I knew your father." She's like, "What? Just drink the soup." Uh, uh, and we cut away to Venice, uh, Venezia. Uh, Laura meets Powell. In uh, this throne room, she's uh, switched to like uh, this sort of black skin tight outfit. Uh, uh, he like uh, th- there's like this bit where like she sits 
Uh, she sits on a throne. He throws a knife at her. It hits the eye of... Well, she throws a knife at the eye of Providence behind her. She sits on the throne. Uh, 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 there's this line about how... she like He, like, sits into the, the chair next to him and how... Uh, he's like, I don't want to be the one in charge. I want to be the right-hand man. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and he, ta- he talks about how I sit exactly where your father sat. And she's like, no, my dad is in the, isn't in the secret society. He would have told me if he was in a secret society. Hey, what? <laughs> well, surely this means not. Surely that multiple people who I've never met before recognize my dad means nothing. Uh, to be fair, I don't think the Buddhist priest knowing him means anything. I don't think he's in the Illuminati. No. I think that's just, you know, her dad also traveled the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there, there's this part where he, like, holds a knife up to her, and uh, she's sort of like... She's she's just very unafraid at the threat of being stabbed. She just walks away confidently as he also throws a second knife at the Eye of Providence. Uh, so yeah, what's important here is that Powell's like, listen, if you help me make the triangle whole, I'll alter the timeline and prevent your dad's death. And she doesn't seem to give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know what happens after this scene? Uh-huh. Gratuitous shower scene two. Now something for the ladies. Yeah. Daniel uh, Craig's mostly naked this time. Daniel Craig uh, gets to be cock out with a glock out as he uh, exits the shower and uh, readies a gun. Uh, but he opens the door and it's just a, it's just a maid. Uh, she throws a towel at him and runs away in fear. Uh, and he like comes back and someone, presumably Lara, uh, has shown up to, oh yeah, Lara, it is Lara. I'm reviewing the footage. She, while he was like away dealing with that, she apparently went into his shower and Wrote on like the the fog the condensation traitor. Uh, it's really good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, they hate flirt some more. Uh huh. Um, doesn't really amount to that much. Mm. Uh, and then we cut over to the secret Illuminati hangar. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's I mean, red. I guess they gotta put they gotta put planes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Laura is pursuing the cooperate with the evil guy for some reason plan. Yeah. She brought Bryce. She, she really did. I don't know why she brought Bryce. He doesn't do anything important for the rest of the he, movie, from what I recall. Yeah, she she's like, I need a computer guy, I guess. Uh, but uh, thankfully, there's something. There are two other things she brought. One is half a triangle, and the other is a hell of a fit. It's it is uh, all white. Uh, like skin tight, uh, like uh, undershirt, uh, pants, and like this floor length uh, uh, hoodie, I guess, uh, and of course sunglasses. It, it naturally it looks incredible. I think it is from one. You of don't the want that things. snow blindness. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- this part's a bit odd for me. Uh, mm. We established that the second half of the triangle is in. Uh, the Arctic, like, just north of Siberia. Mm-hmm. Earlier, they talked about how the ancient empire, or what remained of it, like, wanted the triangle halves on opposite ends of the Earth. Not that far from Cambodia, if I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Yeah, l- like, this is like an Alexandria situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you've seen, there's like a map of, like, like 
how how much of the world like Alexander Sod existed, and it's basically just like the Caucasus and like uh, uh, Africa and a bit of Europe. Yeah, okay, that tracks. <laughs> uh, they they knew time travel, but they didn't have that much uh, in the way of cartography. Uh huh. Uh, um. So yeah, they they fuck off to Siberia. There's a cool team walking towards the camera shot, which feels really out of place because they're not really a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the outfits are very practical rather than like cool Hollywood shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, they go to this like Siberian village for supplies. Oh, the ghost girl's back. She's tugging at Lara's sleeve, and she's like, "Don't go to the crater. You're risking everything to see your dad again." And then some dogs bark in slow motion. <laughs> And the kid vanishes. It, it was the ghost girl. She's back. Why was it the ghost girl? Why was she here in the first place? She, she never returns. Uh, I I have to you know imagine. People always talk about the rule of two. <laughs> yeah, the rule of two. Uh, Mario and Luigi. Uh, but uh, I assume they probably had her plan to show up in like. The, the, like, big finale sequence, but maybe they, like, had to cut it out or something. I guess that would make sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they buy a bunch of sled dogs, uh, uh, and, uh, set off for, uh, the final location of the movie, which is, uh, another, uh, weird, skip, a weird mysterious temple. Uh, also, yeah. Bryce, uh, is on his computer and enter just, they cross into a dead zone and his computer stops working. Uh, the more things, which I guess that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, 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 Laura Croft, uh, rings a bell, uh, in this cave and it brings mm-hmm. out like a giant, uh, a giant planetarium model thing. Yeah, it, like, opens up a passage into this fucking steampunk renaissance room. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's the model of the solar system above a pool of water, for whatever reason. And there's some glowing lights. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the time storms, which I guess Laura knows about. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> there are just these pockets of time that exist that, I guess move things backwards and forwards or something. Uh, this is demonstrated by a dog jumping through one, and we get to see a CG flesh dog, a dog skeleton, and out the other end is the normal dog. Uh, How does the- what time- what time-based process are we seeing? Uh... Well, you know the, how when a dog dies, like its its fur goes away and then its flesh goes away, like exactly like that, and then the dog's back. Uh huh. It it's fine. This is how it works. Uh. Uh. But uh, they they get like this. They they're they're able to like get it up and running. Uh, because uh, an eclipse happens. Uh, mm-hmm. and like they they are trying to figure out like how it. How it works. They start climbing around on it. Uh, and it's it's like a game of Wipeout where, like, <laughs> the generic Illuminati goons sent to climb it are just knocked off into the pit or crushed to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so yeah, like, uh, Laura and Alex are getting near the top. Laura's like, I think I see how this works. Give me the clock. Uh, and he does. And, uh, she makes her way to the sun model. And, like, along its bottom rim, there's a band of, like, little sun icons. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, laying down on one of the planets and uh, rotating along the side until she finds a slot for the Illuminati clock. She clicks it in. She turns into liquid and gets sucked inside the sun model. Yeah, she gets slurped. Uh, she gets slurped in. She gets slurped out, and she has the second triangle piece now. Mm-hmm. Um, the eclipse hits, and the leader of the Illuminati who's here is giving a spiel about fulfilling their sacred promise by uniting the triangle... Uh, and then Powell sh- has his men shoot him because mm-hmm. he actually he does want to be the leader. Because yeah. come on, fucking obviously he does. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we we get a whole thing of the planets coming into alignment as uh, uh, he uh, begins. T- he puts it together, and then it just s- stops being slow mo as he realizes that he's still missing something. Uh, there's it, it. He's just got two fancy rocks right now. Uh, uh, he, uh, he realizes that Laura must have something up her sleeve, so she, he comes up with a plan, uh, which is to, uh, throw a knife directly into, uh, uh, Daniel Craig's chest, uh, and watch him fall in and, uh, get got by the gears, uh, because he knows that she, she's gotta have whatever thing is... Uh, needed to activate the time travel. Uh, uh, but, uh, first, uh, she's gonna try to rescue Daniel Craig. He gets caught up in the gears. Uh, uh, she, like, tries to. She gives him mouth to mouth while underwater. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that was mouth to mouth or if she's just kissing him. It's kind I'm of not unclear. sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, Powell's like, help me figure this thing out. I'll go back in time and not kill Alex and I'll save your dad, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Lara throws the clock into a time storm, which explodes it. And I mean, like, an exploded diagram. Like, mm-hmm. each individual part is just hovering. Uh, and um, you know, go on. She pulls out uh, a little pebble, a little pebble of light, uh, which uh, she puts inside the thing and says, "To see the world in a grain of sand." Uh, and I guess that makes it work. I guess that's the it, magic it, I think stuff. It, it's like a reference to the Blake poem from earlier, I think. Uh-huh. But, like, it's not a grain of sand. And no. I also... It's a very odd climax. Um, uh-huh. and it's only about to get odder. I do want to note that while this is all happening, Mr. Pibb and Bryce are just outside watching the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah, Why did they come here? They've got their they've got their eclipse kits ready. Uh, yeah, so so we get a sequence which I think of as trippy yet boring. Mm. They, there's a whole thing where like a dome of electricity explodes through the room and gets Lara and Powell, and then I think time reverses at five thousand years, maybe. maybe um, yeah. And they're, like, racing up a big pyramid in the void to get the complete triangle. And Lara gets it, and Powell plummets into an abyss. And I'm not sure if the abyss is real or metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adult Lara, like, meets with her dad in... Maybe a dream sequence? Maybe it's real? 
somewhere. Uh, she's in a tent. Uh, mm-hmm. To be fair, it is the tent that that's been outside of her mansion for however however long. Uh, uh, and uh, he sort of like gives her a speech about how he'll always be with her uh, uh, in here, and they're about to hold hands when uh, they just touch. And then we cut back to Lara, uh, warping back into the to the uh, more recent past. Uh, she slowly walks up to uh, the knife, uh, which is sort of like going backwards. It is. It, it's uh, really cool. Uh-huh. Like we see, uh, we see Daniel Craig like come slowly out of the water and back to standing position, and then the knife unstabs him and flies backwards. Mm, it looks great, uh, and. and this climactic bit is so fucking good. Uh-huh. She she grabs the knife once it stops mid-flight, and, like, in order to counteract the flow of time or whatever, she has to, like, grab it with both hands, so one is grabbing the blade and bleeding, and she's, like, forcing it to turn around so that its flight path will hit Powell instead. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Uh, we, we get a moment of, like, the spinning... Uh, s- we get a loading screen icon, uh, which she mm-hmm. shoots, uh, and time, uh, resumes flowing as normal, uh, uh, Powell falls to the ground dead, uh, uh, the, the mercenaries decide to just leave. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're not getting paid anymore. Yeah, yeah, they, no one's gonna cut their checks now, this is a loss. Uh, uh, Bryce and Mr. Pibb show up with assault rifles, uh, uh, as, like, the sort of leader of the mercenaries just gives them a look and leaves. Uh, uh, and, uh, we, we have to do, uh, another escape sequence. Uh, we get a shot, uh, 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 Powell explains that, uh, he killed her dad, uh, and we see, like, this great, uh, spinning shot of, uh, him with, uh, the pistol at uh, his forehead, or at uh, her dad's forehead. Uh, uh, and oh no, he's got her mom's pocket watch. Yeah. Can I just say mm-hmm. this whole bit where like he's like, "I got your, I got your mom's watch. Come fight me," and she's like, "Okay, I guess I'll come fight you." Completely undermines the actual climax, which is uh-huh. when she fucking made the knife hit him. Yeah. This scene should not be in here. Just go straight to the escape sequence. Yeah. They have a fight. They have a kung fu fight. Uh, uh, eventually, she is. She, it looks like she's down, but like she, she was faking it. She uh, get. She pulls off a feint. Uh, starts punching him for a bunch uh, until uh, eventually uh, uh, taking him out and like knocking him into. Or, yeah, just taking him out, and uh, she does her escape sequence. I gotta say, on this, the dog sled. Yeah, on the dog sled. I. It is. At this point, I just see there's just several seconds of her running around uh, the uh, the 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 solar system model, and her her tits are just uh, uh, they've activated uh, jiggle physics for this one, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, she escapes on the sled dogs with the sled dogs. There's no sled; she's just sort of like skating on her boots. Uh, oh my god, she ice is! Tunnels. What the fuck? It, it's like this is a really video game as bit. Like, 
Uh, you know what else is very video game and very like 2001 video game in particular is the extremely funky drum and bass track. Oh yeah, there's there's some drum and bass in this soundtrack. It's great. So yeah, she escapes on the dog sled and we cut to her mansion. Hillary's really horny because she's wearing a sun hat. Um, uh-huh. And Lara's like, I miss my dad, but I have closure. And then insane ending to this movie mm-hmm. like you could have just ended on i miss your dad but I, I miss you dad but i have closure now and i blew up the triangle and maybe she like puts one of the jasmine flowers on his grave marker or whatever but what happens instead is she goes inside and hillary presents lara with her pistols on a literal silver platter as the training robot gets up so she can fight it again the adventures continue this isn't an adventure. This is training. <laughs> this is a tutorial. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the end of the movie. Uh, uh, Just kind of an odd film. Not a bad one, but uh-huh. it makes some choices, and I don't understand some of them. Yeah. Uh, I will say this is a good, like, this is a good movie for, like, watching with your friends. Uh... This is definitely a good popcorn movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's, I will say it is, it's, it's certainly entertaining to watch. Uh, uh, The orientalism in a couple scenes is, around the midpoint of the film, is rather egregious. Uh, I would give this three and a half as a movie. Uh, Maybe three. Uh, uh, But yeah, I, like I said, this is a good movie to watch with friends as a video yeah, and game and i think it's, it's a solid adaptation <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it yeah I, I gotta say i i i enjoyed it uh uh as i can't rate it as a video game technically because i've never played a tomb raider game but on the other hand uh this movie is the most video games uh that's very true five out of five uh <laughs> I, I think i concur with your ratings uh-huh uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, we get credits, uh, um, so, uh, that sort of wraps up the movie, uh, let me see, uh, questions, so I, I had to just sort of, uh, act the Discord at the last minute, but, uh, we did get a couple questions, uh, Sidmon asks, are you a fan of Red Dwarf? Uh, Chris Berry's performance as the Alfred was quite fun for a young Britcom fan. Uh, I have watched a couple episodes of Red Dwarf. I've not watched it all the way through, uh, but, uh, I, uh, I, at one point, like, I was, uh, hang, at one point I was, like, regularly hanging out in this one Discord, uh, I believe it's the one for, uh, Good Episode Productions, uh, and at some point they put on, like, a couple episodes of Red Dwarf. Uh, I, I don't know if they went through more of it or not, or... Either way, I haven't seen past, like, I don't know, the fourth episode. But what I saw was pretty fun. It is, it is, a it, that is some peak, uh, British sci-fi comedy. Uh, 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 how about you? Uh, never seen it. I don't know too much about it, except that, you know, there's a cat and there's a hologram guy who's, like, a, cl- a hologram clone of a regular guy, and then there's just like a computer. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's 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 pretty fun. Uh, 
It's it's one of those things that I've always been like, oh, maybe I'll watch yeah. it someday, but someday has not come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I would recommend it. I, I'll say, uh, if you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you'll love Red Dwarf. Uh, uh, Aurora Borealis uh, asks, uh, what would you steal given a time machine, or or I assume when given a time machine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would want to, st- cause like obviously. If you can steal something, you want to steal something that can alter the course of history. You mm-hmm. want to steal something that... You know. Uh-huh. What if you stole the sword and the stone? Oh. Like, you, you just went back in time, got some WD-40 in there, and it's like, Behold, tis I that am the rightful king of England. Mm. May- maybe that work. I believe it. Uh, I think it would also be really funny to, like... I don't think this would change much, but I think it would be really funny to, like, steal the cross while Jesus is on it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume you're taking Jesus with you. Uh, yeah, no, fuck it. I, you know, go to, the, go to the present day and show it to the Pope, like, hey, check this guy out. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Pope balks as he realizes that Jesus is not white. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think what what would be fun to steal, and for some reason I just keep thinking like, just some iconic possession of like, uh, some some famous person from like uh, a couple like maybe a century or half a century ago. Uh, for I can't. I can't quite figure it out, but I do feel like it would be really funny to, like... I I can't think of anything, but for some reason I'm jumping to, like, maybe find, like, uh, something that is lost media today. Uh, Maybe, like, Mm -hmm. I steal some fucking... Oh, you know what? I steal that one uh, artwork that was drawn by, like, the the creator of Cowboy Bebop that... uh, uh, was accidentally drawn on by uh, someone who worked on at Cartoon Network. Uh, that, that would be good. Yeah, that one particular print. Uh, I thought I thought of another thing. I, I thought of an item that would be very mm-hmm. funny to steal in order to change uh, the outcome of history. Which mm-hmm. is, did you know there was a failed uh, attempt on Andrew Jackson's life? That sounds familiar. Um, the guy's gun, like, jammed or something, and, uh, Jackson beat him to death with his walking stick. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, what if I stole Andrew Jackson's walking stick? Oh, I like that. And he just, he just goes for it, and he's like, oh no, I only have my fists! And then the guy manages to kill him. Yeah, and he unjams his gun. Uh, and nothing of value is lost, because fuck Andrew Jackson. Fuck that guy. Uh, Strong contender for worst president of American history. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a fair amount. Yeah. Uh... Uh, as if I were to alter the flow of history, uh, the only thing I can really think of now that you've brought up Andrew Jackson isn't really a stealing thing, but more uh-huh. I would uh, I I would uh, what what if what if John Brown had an AR fifteen? Yeah, that's that, that's the opposite of stealing. We're giving, baby. We're, we're giving back. Uh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's, uh, let me see. Oh, one last qu- 
set of questions from a uh, kitty cat herder. Uh, did any of y'all have a crush on Angelina Jolie? Uh, I know I did. Also, whatever I did, I when I was a kid, like I mean, I it was never a surprise to me that she was known to be hot, but I don't know mm-hmm. if she was ever compelling enough to like capture my attention, you know? Yeah, I I feel like I try to think of like people like anyone or anything I've crushed on. And for whatever reason, all I can think of are, like, cartoon characters, because I'm a fucking furry. Yeah, um, no, pretty much the same. Uh, also, what other games, movies, or video game movies would be improved by a big rotating solar system model set piece? Also, the internet keeps bringing up uh, a 2018 Tomb Raider film. Uh, are you going to watch that at some point, uh, Lamau? I mean, if if this podcast goes on long enough, we're going to have to watch pretty much every video game movie. Uh, in theory, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it depends how fast they make new Pokemon ones. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as uh, big rotating solar system, I'm going to, like, uh, skim through uh, our noise space page for movies we've uh, watched. Uh, I think you could have fit one into Goldeneye or Street Fighter. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would fit really well in Goldeneye... Or Street, or I meant Street Fighter when I said that. Uh, uh, it would be really good to see it in the Super Mario Brothers movie. We get to see oh, the Koopa yeah. Solar System. Uh, Here, okay, listen. I know this is an anachronism. What if you put like a big orrery in um, in Super Mario Brothers, but instead of uh, our solar system, it's like Good Egg Galaxy or something. <laughs> Oh, that would be good. It, it's just the, it's just some Super Mario Galaxies. Uh, I, 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 I think it would be good uh, uh, if uh, what if in uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon from two thousand seven, uh huh, uh huh, during the big fight with uh, Kiryu versus uh, the uh, versus uh, fucking. Uh, uh, niche key looking like shit. There was just a big solar system and they had to like jump from planet to planet to fight. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, fucking Kiryu going beast mode like he can in Yakuza 0 mm-hmm. and just beating Nishiki with the fucking model of Mercury. <laughs> yeah, he just picks up a whole, a whole planet. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, uh, it's time to decide on the next movie. Uh, I've been thinking about it. Uh, I've been turning the ideas around in my head. Uh, I kind of want to do uh, another Resident Evil. Uh, uh, let's let's go for let's go for the next one in the series, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. I'll see if I can get into contact with. Uh, uh, Morgan Kersgoat and see if they're up for it. Uh, Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I think uh, that's it for now. Uh, let's uh, do our plugs. Uh, uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find all the things I do at biggerchallenge.card.co. Uh, that includes my other podcasts, Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Uh, we. Uh, I will give a little, uh, a little preview of something that's to come, uh, or technically it's happened. We record, we were able to, uh, record an interview with, uh, noted, uh, 4Kids voice, 
former Vo- poor kids voice actor Ted Lewis, uh, voice oh. of uh, Rio Bakura, uh, Jack Atlas, Bandit Keith, as well as a variety of other uh, uh, four kids uh, 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 adaptate or ad- four kids dubs, including uh, King Dedede, Escargoon. Uh, uh, it, it was really fun. Uh, it's on our Patreon, but uh, it will be available for free in a few weeks. Uh, maybe even maybe even by the time you hear this, who knows? Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic uh, lore podcast where we randomly choose uh, which continuity we're going to talk about each week. Uh, we, uh, I, I've, I've been uh, putting off uh, uploads for a while, but uh, we have been recording. Uh, uh, one particularly f- fun thing we return to sometimes is this uh, Sonic CYOA that... Uh, that I was able to find uh, available online, uh, uh, which it is. It is an early '90s uh, British choose-your-own-adventure, and it's like one of those. Uh, it's like one of those White Wolf solo CYOAs where it's like you have stats for Sonic and Tails. Uh, it's great. Uh, uh, you can listen to. Uh, oh wait, that's it. That's it. That, that's all the active stuff besides this one. Uh, Twitter, Tumblr, co-host, art Tumblr, uh, at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, uh, recently, happy 4th of shit, Xbox. Uh, happy 4th of shit, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, there's my, f- uh, oh, I've, uh, side note, I have, uh, been getting back into drawing. I've started to upload some stuff I've drawn. Uh, I'm taking part in the current art fight. Uh, uh, it's, it's great stuff. Uh, feeling, I'm really enjoying having a constructive hobby. Uh, that's it for me. Where can we find you? You can find me on Tumblr and co-host at Max Knightley. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y. I'm not on Twitter anymore because that shit's a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other podcast I'm currently doing... Uh, on a regular basis, is Eidolon Playtest, an actual play podcast where uh, we're testing out a friend's system based on uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like those, definitely give it a shot. Even yeah. if you don't like those, uh, I like to think that we have made it enough our own that uh, you can get into it even if you're not big on uh, what JoJo's or Persona is putting down. Yeah. Uh, the current campaigns are Eidolon Ska and Disco. Both those are period pieces set in the 90s and 70s, respectively, uh, following the adventures of some cool teens who just wanted to solve mysteries and didn't sign up for all this fucking bullshit they're getting dragged into. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I will mention that uh, uh, my friend Morg is a... Uh, is at a high enough tier that uh, they get access to the latest build, uh, and uh, we've been having a campaign of our own. Uh, it's a really good system. I really love uh, the tarot mechanic. Uh, I love uh, the. I love how you can be an animal or uh, uh, a an otherworldly creature. Uh, I love that there is a move where you can reveal you've had the plot this whole time. Excellent game. Excellent game. Uh, definitely support it. Uh, let's see. So, uh, uh, we, we, you can find us, uh, uh, I'm, 
probably just going to stop using the Twitter at some point, but uh, we do have a co-host, uh, VGTMTP. Uh, I might set up a Tumblr or something. I don't know. Honestly, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you can find us on noisespace.xyz. It is a podcast network with uh, lots of great shows, including ones that I mentioned being on. Uh, uh, you can also... Uh, some particularly high recommendations for me are uh, check out this guy, a uh, a podcast about OCs uh, that uh, that uh, Elvier, Emery, Morgan, Spike have made, as well as uh, uh, ones submitted by listeners. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun chat. It's fun stuff. Uh, also, uh, uh, zero to zero uh, recently came back from an extended break. Uh, uh, Sam. Uh, uh, left the show due to uh, scheduling issues, uh, time constraints, and whatnot. But uh, they have they have come back to start talking about uh, the movie Mystery Men, and uh, f- to join them on their uh, journey through Mystery Men is uh, uh, a friend of the show, Joe. Uh, it's it's great stuff. Uh, uh, so I think that's everything. So. Uh, until next time, I'm Dan. I'm Maxie. And this ain't no game.